0: yo what is going on cover seven family welcome back to another episode here on the cover seven with mason pierce podcast and guys in today's episode i'm personally excited to announce that i'm joined by tcu star linebacker johnny hodges johnny thank you for coming on today my guy super excited to talk to you a little bit about tcu football and a little bit about your story
1: awesome man can't wait no thanks for having me
0: mason. Hey, absolutely, Johnny. Now, before we do start talking about, you know, your interesting story to get into Fort Worth, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, where you're from, how you got into football and, and you know, so kind of some of the things we may not know about you.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm from uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, I live like outside of like, there, 30 minutes away in Maryland. Uh, and you guys don't know about Maryland, like football and stuff, but it's like pretty big up there in the DMV Uh I started playing football when I was little, like 10 years old, like most people, uh, maybe a little later than most people. I know I was like one of the later kids uh, playing with my friends, but I just had a good childhood, played every sport you could think of. I uh, had an older brother, and I'd always try to compete with him and his buddies and hang out with them. And then uh, once I started playing with kids my age, football I was always pretty good at it. And then uh, just grew up playing football, playing lacrosse, playing basketball. I swam a bunch, too, for, like the neighborhood pool. And then... Yeah, then high school came around, did good, won a state championship. That was really fun, but no one understands
0: from Texas that Maryland yeah. state they're a big deal too. <laughs> yeah, I won't lie to because I mean, funny enough, my mom's side they're actually from the DMV area, like Frostburg uh, yeah. area and stuff like that. So I kind of uh, I know yeah, what you're I, talking about. I live about.
1: like 20 minutes from Clarksburg. I live in a uh, Gaithersburg.
0: Okay, I got you. okay. So, hey, hey, small world, no kidding. Small world, literally. <laughs> but, but no, so Johnny, you talked a little bit about, you know, you kind of were like an all-around athlete. You played lacrosse, played football, swam a little bit. But, um, you know, growing up, did you have like a favorite college football team or anything like that?
1: Hmm. Uh, I'd probably say Penn State. Uh, I have like a cousin that went there and she played volleyball there. She was a beast. So I was like 10, and I remember she was like, get us tickets to football games and volleyball games that you'd play in. And, uh, that was cool. That was before like all that stuff happened with, uh, Sandusky. And yeah, yeah. So it was like, it just, just big time football. And, uh, Maryland doesn't really have like a big, it's not a big football school. So I, I wasn't tied to Maryland, but, uh, I'll root for like the local teams. I'd say Penn State, like West Virginia, they were in the Big East, then changes into the Big 12. They were cool. I always liked TCU too, especially once they got to the uh, Big 12. That's when I started like really remembering football games. They had like – they were just cool uniforms, score a lot of points. Uh, But I'd say I'd have to go with Penn State for sure.
0: Okay, I got you. yeah absolutely i mean you can't really go wrong with penn state because back in that time period they were really at like their peak so to speak so yeah I, got you. yeah I got you johnny so so i also want to ask you too a little bit you know you're from maryland it's particularly normally colder up there so when you did first come down to texas you know how was that kind of transition because i mean man texas heat is something <laughs> something different
1: yeah it, it was definitely crazy uh maryland it gets so humid up there it's like it's a different type of heat but the part that was like the hardest about Texas was like last weekend, it was 95 Maryland. It's like 60 right now. Like it is today. Uh, so like the heat just being here longer is what really kills. Cause I remember Maryland, like my first couple of games, I would just suffer through the heat and then, uh, it'd get cold here. It's warm for longer. And then obviously like we practice in the morning, thank God. I don't know if I would have been able to make it. in the afternoon. <laughs> but, uh, they, they hooked me up to IVs and stuff because I'm notorious for cramping. So that's that's helped. But the Texas Seeds, definitely different, and it's long-lasting.
0: No, I got you. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing you'll definitely notice here in your few seasons playing at TCU, it normally doesn't get cold until about week 10 or 11. And that's like <laughs> when it's like 65 maybe, you know, because even this weekend's, get, this weekend's game against K-State, it's only supposed to get at like get a it. low of like 65. So, but no, definitely I could – I couldn't even imagine kind of that transition. So but anyway, Johnny, if you don't mind, talk to us a little bit about, you know, before you actually did end up at TCU, you decided to go to the Naval Academy. So if you don't mind kind of walk us through that process of why you decided to go to the Naval Academy first.
1: Yeah, that's actually a pretty crazy story. Uh, I didn't go there to play football. So uh, in Maryland, lacrosse is like the huge deal. Uh, so I played lacrosse growing up and football, obviously, but uh I started getting lacrosse, like, looks and offers early on in high school, like freshman, sophomore year. And I remember I committed to Navy, like, the first day I could. Uh, so that was, like, September 1st of your junior year. So I got – they offered me in the summer. I had no football offers. And I got, like, lacrosse offered from them, Michigan, uh, Denver was right. me like, a bunch of schools up north. And uh, I was just like, you know, like, Navy's always been pretty good at lacrosse. I went on a visit there, Uh, I liked the boys on the team, and uh, I just committed, I guess, so next thing I know, I'm playing junior and senior in football, and I'm playing really well, but I was already committed, and then uh, schools would come and talk to me, and I wouldn't really show any interest, because I was already committed, and then the big bigger schools were scared to like oh know. pull the trigger on me because they knew I wasn't completely bought into football and I never went to camps or anything like that either so they didn't know how fast I was or strong they just saw my highlight tape and now the DMV is really blown up for recruits but back when I was in high school it was like just starting so they're scared to pull triggers on kids who like didn't go to a lot of camps or just had a good highlight tape but uh they're also scared because they knew I was already committed for lacrosse they didn't want to waste like recruiting on some kid who wouldn't end up coming to their school so uh Ended up at Navy, uh, played lacrosse there my freshman year. And then freshman year, it's just hard, like, no matter what sport you play, just figuring out college, figuring out uh, your yourself, like, thinking for yourself, becoming a man, that sort of thing. Uh, and I had a great time playing lacrosse, but I don't know. I just felt like I was missing something. My freshman year in Navy was really good at football. They had uh, this kid, Malcolm Perry, at quarterback. who was unreal. went like was a beast, man.
0: So I don't mean to interrupt you. He so, was a beast.
1: So I was, like – all the students go to the football games and I'll go to the football games watch. I'm like, dude, I know I can play on this team. Like there's not a doubt in my mind. I can be playing. It looked lit. The stadium was pretty packed. Lacrosse stadiums were not packed. <laughs> yeah. and next thing I know COVID happens and I'm just sitting at home doing nothing but like partying and hanging out with my friends. And I'm like, you know, let me like do something. Let me just reach out to these football coaches on the football team and see if I can play football. So Started emailing them every day. I reached out to my high school coach. He started putting in a good word because I like I had, a, I had a ton of accolades that were like, enough for me to get recruited by by Navy. And uh, one day, I just like out of the blue, they just shot me a text. And they're like, hey, man, we're going to give you a shot to play football. We don't normally do this, but like give me a shot to walk on. And uh, I was like, bet. Showed up there in the summer, was doing workouts. And over the spring while I was at home, I was working out with one of my dad's buddies. He's like, you know, like, some some older guys are just, like, big bodybuilder type guys. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Him. Yeah, he was just getting me, like, a meathead. So, I was doing like, <laughs> bodybuilder lifts, getting swole. His name's Travis. He's the man. Still talk to him just about every couple of weeks now just because he got me to where I am. And, uh, yeah, next thing I know, I'm over there in the summer playing football. And, uh, yeah, sophomore season went well. Took a while to, like, adapt to figuring out, like, the college game, especially because we didn't have uh, fall camp that year so we just kind of got thrown into the season because of covid so uh ended up starting there the last game of the season against army which was crazy because that's like a really big game uh then went through spring ball there which was tough because you play the triple every day physical and then played there last year started about like four games or so in and out of the lineup and then entered the portal and uh Blessed to get this opportunity. This was really my only offer. So, worked and,
0: out. Well, I'm just going to let you know right now, especially all of us here in Fort Worth, we absolutely love the fact you chose us. But, uh, you know, Johnny, but, you know, and you talked a little bit about, you know, the triple option, and everything like that at Navy. So, for you personally, you know, being in Coach G's 335, has that kind of helped you be a little bit more explosive and everything like that? No one kind of like, because you know what I mean? Like, with a triple option, you know, it's going to be a run. So, you kind of have to fly to the ball necessarily more than always dropping back in coverage and everything like that. So, kind of how did that transition go from always practicing with the triple option team to now you're playing against a, I guess you could say more of like a spread kind of offense with uh, yeah. coach Riley. Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, it definitely helped. It definitely, uh, it allowed me to just focus on what I like to think of as like real football. So the triple options, like, I mean, that's real gritty football. Uh, You play hard, like all that stuff, but when you you don't play that every week, so it doesn't, all the stuff you do against the triple doesn't really carry over. Um, so I was really able to just like hone in on uh, like the real football side of things, like receivers, routes, running back alignment, and not have to worry about just getting downhill and running full speed into somebody. And then all the drills that I did used to do when I was at Navy, really like that's when I started seeing it uh, come onto the field of play here just because I was able to actually like focus on uh, – my technique, my fundamentals, that sort of thing. Whereas there, it was just you had to be really focused and honed in on your responsibility because that's kind of like what happens when you're in the triple. All just responsibility, discipline, football. Um, but, yeah, and then coming here too, just Gillespie's kind of really just taking me under his wing, got me really just uh, confident. Um, and All that stuff, running the ball, flying to the ball, playing coverages with their safeties, all that stuff.
0: So. yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I'm kind of glad that you've you've been able to transition so smoothly over to his defense because obviously, this is not a type of defense where you're constantly going to be rushing the passer, so to speak. but you know, that's the kind of fun thing about this defense is it looks like more of a drop back type of defense. But in reality, y'all are still able to pressure the quarterback, rush when y'all need to. And I think that's a lot of things like people don't really understand about the three three five. But, But anyway, so for you personally, Johnny, I know you said that TCU was only your, you know, your really only option when you did enter the transfer portal. But for you personally, you know, what made you fall in love with Fort Worth and the reason why you wanted to come down here?
1: Yeah, I mean – I think it kind of just started – The I was in the portal for, like, a month and didn't hear anything, like crickets. I was talking to Northwestern for, like, a little bit, and then they just fell, stopped hitting me up. So I was like, all right. So I was just at Navy, not playing football. I was like, damn, I guess I'm just going to be a normal kid, not playing any sports. And then literally out of the blue, Gillespie called me here. And I was, as soon as he called me, I was like – I was like yeah I'm coming like I didn't say this to him I'm like yeah I gotta talk to my family but I knew I was coming no matter what and then uh like two weeks later I was able to get out of the like navy sign on my paper paperwork uh and I just showed up here And the second I got here I loved it I was like everything it was one of those things just everything happens for a reason like stars align in not a doubt in my mind god exists just because literally out of nowhere and I just took a chance and it all worked out
0: hey no absolutely and I mean I'm kind of glad that you were able to to, you know, come down here to Fort Worth, and Coach G reached out, and you know he has a good record of he has a good track record of producing linebackers. You know, Zaven Collins, former former first round pick of the Arizona Cardinals, who he coached up in Tulsa. So, but um, but anyway, you know, Johnny, once you finally did arrive on campus, you know, what were kind of your first impressions of TCU? Whether it was campus life, facilities, you know, kind of what were some of your first impressions?
1: Well, I think it's interesting asking me that question because it was such a change of my life coming from like a military uh setting to like a normal life setting so I was here and I was like oh my god this is what college is like I, I had nothing to compare it with because it was just where I was came from was just so different than what most people go through uh but I was blessed to be put I live with Jordy and Griffin the punter and kicker and oh, I love, gotta love
0: Jordy man you gotta love Jordy
1: yeah exactly so I was living with them and uh it was just, it was just nice. They, they really showed me around and all that stuff. And uh, then I really just fell in love with the people. I've almost so nice and welcoming and I could tell the kids on the team wanted to get to work. They wanted to change uh, the narrative about the program the last couple of years and we're still working on doing that, but I think we're off to a good start. And I think I just kind of fit in like a glove, like get along with a lot of guys we compete, we get after it. But, uh, yeah, I guess I'd just say I fell in love with the people first.
0: Hey, absolutely. And that's what you want, especially when you are going to a new university, a whole new setting. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're from up north, so coming down south, you know, southern hospitality. Southern hospitality it's definitely a real thing. Sometimes you'll get some kind of crazy people and everything, but outside of that, you know, definitely we are pretty welcoming in Fort Worth this you know, despite a lot of people saying we're not, but yeah. It, but anyway, so you know, Johnny for you, you know, first couple of games this season went by, you know, you're really starting to get a decent amount of playing time and everything like that. You know, you really have started to emerge as a I don't want to say star so to speak, but you definitely have on this defense because you know, you, D winners especially, obviously, you know, your co-linebacker teammate who's been balling out as well with you. So, kind of, how would you kind of talk about your relationship with D? Because y'all, I mean, honestly, y'all probably are one of the top linebacker duos in all of the country.
1: Well, I think we can't leave Jamoy out of it either. Well, Jamoy, Jamoy, Jamoy. Yeah,
0: I, I've always no. I've always been seeing him on the edge. and That's why I was, I'm thinking more of like yeah. the middle, like y'all always is back. But yeah, Jamoy definitely is a beast.
1: So, us us three, D and myself especially, but we're all really tight. Like, I couldn't believe – I at my old school, I wasn't this tight with kids in my position room. And then just here, just literally being – I'm real tight with D. We go to the dog park together all the time. We both got dogs, little pit bulls. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that's cool. Go get food. And then Jamal's got a nice little – he's got like a – uh a King Corso mix type thing, a big old dog. So we all just go hang out. And then, uh, I mean, it's just nice. We're, we're all playing well. And, uh, good things happen when you do the right thing. And I think we all just try to do the right thing. And, uh, D's been here. He's the most experienced linebacker we have in the room. And I think he's just done a good job of showing us the way, like we're all old people experienced football players, but didn't know the TCU way. And he's just done a good job taking all of us under his wing. And then, uh, Marcel included for a kid he's
0: out now but yeah that was I, I uh, hated here I hated seeing that too at you yeah. know because I mean he I mean he has all the talent in the world unfortunately but these past few years you know he's been dealing with a lot of injury issues and unfortunately that that comes with football so just
1: kind of dealt dealt with a bad hand but uh I just known seeing him from the first day I got here till now just seeing the step he's taken from a maturity standpoint and from uh football standpoint i'm not really worried about him coming back stronger than ever i just know what his goal and aspirations are and this is just making those goals and aspirations come later in life but they're still on the table and uh like i said earlier everything kind of happens for a reason so just keep him in your prayers but back to d he just kind of took all of us under his wing all of us new faces in that room uh even like the other linebackers we have that got hurt like Terrence Cooks and Thomas Armstrong, like, really took all of us under his wing, and all of us just really been getting along well. It's nice that it's shown up and shown on the field.
0: No, that's what I love to hear. And I, you know, I'm, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm decently close, but I am a little bit close with with uh, Terrence and you know some of the other guys that you got on the team. And I mean, I've only ever heard positive things about D. And like you talked about, he has that veteran leadership type of mentality, and you know, he's always able to help you all out. And that's what I love to hear, especially for. You know, TCU defense, that hasn't been the same the past few years and something that we've definitely looked like we've needed on defense. And I'm glad that, you know, we've gotten that out of guys like you, uh, Jamoy, and obviously D. So, but uh, Johnny, and you know, you had, you know, I had to ask this. So if you don't mind, talk to us a little bit about, you know, like the OU game, because obviously that was a stunner for a lot of people that didn't really know how good y'all truly were. Now, me, it didn't come as a shock, but for a (laughs) lot of people out there, you know. They didn't expect this TCU team to be able to upset the, you know, holy grail of college football teams, Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think I don't think we really knew if we could do it or not either. Uh we have such a good coaching staff and strength staff here, and they were telling us and we just kept doing what they've said all year. And uh it got us through SMU, got us through an undefeated out-of-conference uh three games, which hadn't happened here in a couple of years. Then going into OU, I think we all kind of just buckled our chin traps a little tighter, uh, locked in a little bit more to the plays, locked in a little bit more to our job, and then just went out and played like we had something to prove. And that score just reflected uh, all of our hard work that we've been putting in, and it was great, and we're just kind of letting this thing roll. And then we played a great Kansas team, they're a great team, we played a great Oklahoma State team, we're playing a great Kansas State team. And uh, we're just taking it one day at a time, getting better every day, having fun with it. And then uh, we have big goals and aspirations that we've been talking about for months. And I think that's just coming into the uh, forefront. But that OU game was definitely the start of it. It kind of showed, proved to yourself that you could do things that other people didn't think you could do. And I think that's a tough part coming from like a mental standpoint, because if you have like a coach or someone, you have to believe in yourself, your ability to do these things. And uh, that game just kind of proved that we can do a lot that we didn't know we were capable of.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, honestly, and it was funny enough is, uh, you know, I talked to my uncle really on early in the season and after being at a couple open practices and everything like that and watching y'all just simply how, you know, just the new environment was because it, it didn't always – because no, no offense to Coach G, one of the greatest – obviously one of the greatest college football coaches of all time. But, you know, there was a change that needed to be made in the locker room and even mm-hmm. on the field as well. And obviously with Coach Dykes, and I know you know that better than anybody – just him and his new staff—they've really changed this program for the better. And I and I told him, I said, just wait and see when this team plays schools like OU, OSU, heck, I mean, just SMU for a matter of fact, because everybody expected y'all not to be able to compete with SMU. And y'all go y'all go into Dallas. I mean, the score may not reflect it, but being at the game and watching the game, y'all absolutely own that game from start to yeah. finish. Yep. Just- despite making a few mistakes, you know what I mean? Because, once again, it's a long season, you know, but you still need to correct, you know, mistakes every single game, every single day. And y'all have done that, and that's the biggest thing. Y'all have shown growth. You know, you've showed a lot of maturity in a lot of aspects because, you know, going against a lot of toxic environments, like like up in Kansas, nothing against their fan base, but just from what I've heard, you know, de- y'all definitely got chirped at a little bit. But It was
1: a crazy atmosphere. Crazy.
0: And I mean, just, and I'm just, I'm, it really makes me so proud. And I don't mean to sound like a, like an old fart, but it makes me really proud to see just how much y'all have matured as a whole, because y'all, I mean, all these heavy expectations y'all face each week and week out, you know, especially the Oklahoma state game. I mean, that was a huge game for y'all. I mean, I mean, after, that was, that was really the proven point to everybody in the nation saying, Hey, we are legit. And, you know, despite a you know, really rough start to the game, y'all came back out in the second half and absolutely dominated. So, But, um, Johnny, for you personally, you know, kind of how are you feeling so far in the season? Like, you know, playing wise and everything like that. How do you feel like you personally have played?
1: Um, I think I'm, I'm heading in the right direction. Uh, kind of just talking like our schedule. I feel like it's just kind of gone at like increasing each week, just better and better opponents. And now we're kind of in the big, like the heart of the big 12 playing good teams every week. And I feel like my, my game has been growing as the seasons went on. Um, and then I think it's just going to keep growing, just getting more confident in my abilities, getting more confident with uh, the opponents, getting more confident uh, playing in front of s- so many people. And uh, I think I'm just getting started. I'm really pumped about where I am at. And I think our defense is at it too. I think we've also shown a lot of growth as defense. And I think that kind of relates to my play. Just everyone just kind of increasing at a steady state. And we're just going to keep getting better and better. And that's the goal. We're not like a championship defense and I'm not, a championship player yet but that's that's the overall plan that's what we want to get to do and hey, uh, myself
0: no absolutely and i love to hear that i'm glad you're staying you know level-headed and humble because obviously you know there's always work to be done you're never going to be you never should be content with you know where you're at right now and obviously i see that in a lot of you guys because y'all aren't y'all definitely want to be able to continue to prove week and week out And, you know, despite y'all being eighth in the nation, y'all really have taken it well. Y'all aren't overreacting to it like some programs do. And, you know, I'm just really excited to see for the future of this program. And, Johnny, you're definitely a huge part of it, man. Seriously, I mean, especially with that defensive side of the football. And you know, also have a few more questions to ask you. And I know you're a defensive guy, obviously, but I got to ask you about Max Duggan, man. I mean, he's got – I mean – Tell me personally, you know, being in the locker room with everything and everything like that, you know, how was Max personally? Because I mean, he all the adversity he's gone through, you know, how's that? How has he kind of helped y'all from a leadership standpoint?
1: He's just such a great person. I think he touched on that. Just, just a great dude. Someone you'd want like if you didn't even play a sport, you just want to hang out with because he's so he's just nice to everybody. But. uh just going what he's gone through, like playing here for three years, and the team not being having too much success and just getting a ton of backlash from the media and then losing a starting spot but still coming to work every single day competing and then getting that starting spot back and then just running away with it it's just it's just someone you gravitate towards he's a great leader, he's a great face of our team, and uh I love him he's awesome, so just to everyone, because no matter what you're going through, you can look at him and he's gone through
0: it. Absolutely. I I appreciate you for shining some light on Max, because I feel like his story definitely needs to be heard a lot more, because easily one of the more underrated quarterbacks right now in all of the nation. And like you talked about, past few seasons, despite him not really playing bad, just TCU's offense as a whole has not been the same like it had so but definitely the leadership he's shown this season is something that you really cannot even buy you know no matter what nil deal you give a kid no matter you know this and that definitely the leadership that max brings is just undeniably so just a natural given thing so but you know johnny anyway you know this just just a few more things this upcoming matchup with kansas state they've got one of the best one-two combos in the backfield with Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn. You know, for you, from the linebacker standpoint and from a defensive standpoint, you know, what are some things that y'all are working on this week to be able to kind of contain? And obviously, you don't have to talk about a lot of things, but, you know, just what are some things that y'all are working on and focusing on about this K-State offense?
1: Well, you can always start with tackling. I mean, Deuce is literally like a mini Darren Sprouls. He's so just elusive. He could runs well behind his pads. Uh, and he plays with so much heart. I think little guys like him take that as like a challenge. Like they come in, buckler their helmets every single day. Like, oh, these people counted me because I'm smaller. But he's an unreal talent. He's gonna be a great uh NFL player at, at some point when when he leaves college. Uh, so we're just working. Obviously, you can start with tackling. Um, we had a couple miss. We had a bunch of missed tackles against Kansas. A couple missed tackles last week. And uh, you're really just gonna have to be able to go take your shot with someone as elusive as this kid. And then Adrian, he's also a great player. So fast, big, can throw the ball too. But uh, we know they're a really physical bunch. So we're just getting ready for, for a man's game. Uh, they want to come in, beat the crap out of us, run it down our throats. And we know that we're preparing for it. And I guess all I'm going to say is just working on tackling, uh, working on our game plan, uh, same things you can say about every single week. But they're, they're a very talented bunch. and They got a great line too.
0: Hey, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the next question I want to ask you is, and kind of one of the more personal ones is, you know, whether it's past, present, college football or NFL, what players play style do you feel like you resemble the most and why? Ooh,
1: what players play style? I'd say I have to say a little bit of a, like old school linebacker, like like a Brian Erlacher. OK, OK, I got someone you. in the box uh, handling it in between the tackles. Uh, but I really like modern guys like Bobby Wagner. I love to watch and Luke Keekly. I like watching his highlight tapes and Fred Warner just because they're bigger guys. that can hold it down the middle, but they're they're also like making plays on the edge, running sideline to sideline, taking great angles, knowing that they're not as fast as some of these receivers and running backs, but that they're smarter and can take better angles because they know what the offense is trying to do. So just watching those three, those are modern guys. But I'd, I'd compare myself to more like an older school linebacker, neck roll, all that stuff.
0: Okay, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you do have – it's not a neck roll, but it's one of the uh, neck pads and everything like that too, so I got you. And, you know, one thing also they don't get really credited a lot with is their smartness too. They have, a like, amazing football IQ, and obviously you've displayed that a lot this season too. But I right, just one final thing I want to ask you, Johnny, is – and it's going to be the biggest question out of all of them, so I'm telling you, do not mess this one up. So pregame, you know, right before you all about to go out of the locker room heading into the tunnel. But while you're sitting in your locker, you got your headphones on, AirPods in, whatever you've got going on, What is your go-to pregame hype song and why?
1: Uh, I I don't listen to music. I just – I'm so hyped up on game days, I just sit there and stare. I don't talk to anyone. I'm just focusing in on what I got to do. So I do that because I'm a big visualized guy, but I can't say I listen to, like, one song that gets me too pumped up because I don't listen to music, so –
0: You know, you know what? I I I fully expected that from our starting middle linebacker. Obviously, (laughs) you got to have that dog in you, regardless. And obviously, you've got more than a dog in you, so you don't need to listen to music to get hype anyway. So, but nah, Johnny. Oh, my bad. But no, I just wanted to say, Johnny. Seriously, thank you for coming on today, my guy. This was an absolute blast to make. Definitely to make with you. You're one of my favorite personal horn Frogs, and I definitely look forward to seeing y'all boys play on Saturday against K-State, and, you know, for everybody out there that's listening to today's episode, make sure to go show my guy Johnny some love. I'm going to leave all of his socials, links, everything like that. I'm going to leave it all down below in the description of today's episode. Johnny, seriously, man, thank you for coming on, and I look forward to just seeing your career progress and grow. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Mason, and uh,
1: go Frogs.
0: Absolutely, go Frogs.